What's going on? It's CJ the Day Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast, episode 84. Um, 72% of the U.S. is listening to the Upgrade America podcast. Shout out to Ohio, the Ohio State, the Buckeye State, all that good stuff. Shout out to Columbus for being number one domestically. Uh, 12% of the world is actually listening to the Upgrade America podcast. Shout out to Ireland for being the top group listening to us internationally top age demographic is 35 to 44 that's 38 percent of our listeners and women love you uh y'all 42 percent of our listeners thank you we appreciate you we're grateful um love you to life we talk about the vice president debate i give cameron ross some debate questions and topics to go over um, we talk about the missionary governor possibly being kidnapped and terrorized by a domestic terrorist plot that was thwarted, thank goodness. Um, we discussed the revival of the American icon of a vehicle made famous by O.J. Simpson, the Ford Bronco. We talk about the Nobel Peace Prize going to CRISPR. Do your Googles. We also discuss Rihanna's cultural faux pas during her fashion show and a list of other topics. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching us on YouTube. Check us out. Just type in Upgrade America Podcast. You'll see these handsome gentlemen who represent the United States Air Force as vets. Peace out. Blessings. Nah. Let's upgrade America, prepare to download this route Upgrade 20 America, the power's within your voice Ride with me, upgrade America Be sure Let's What's do up? it What's up, New York? You already know, greatest show on earth, episode 84 Upgrade America, bring it to live, you know what I'm saying? Out here in one of my favorite cities in the whole wide world I'm Cameron Independent presidential yeah. candidate, America, as well as host and executive. Upgrade America, here with one and only CJ, the day What's up, folks? How you doing? Good to go, man. I'm hyped. You in my birthplace. You know what I'm go saying? Back, I down, down, down the Bronx and everything. You know it. Um, I plan on going to New York sometime while I'm up in this region. Can't help it. Club man at the RV out here. We got a lot to discuss, man. A lot of wild stuff happening in the world. Militias trying to kidnap governors and and everything. And I know you was following the vice presidential debate pretty closely. It was like too much for me to bear. Um, I had to get the vomit bag for me to, you know, just to watch the highlights. But what else you got on the show, man? You had a lot of interesting stories on the segment. Okay, so we have... Um, I wanted to ask you rapid questions, debate style. Right. Since you since you're the president, you're going for president. We got to see your thoughts real quick. I know, man. The bottom down approach. Um, <laughs> White House gets Rona. Nobody really talked about that. We're gonna talk That's about right. Rihanna's fashion show faux pas. Um, the Nobel Peace Prize going to the creators of CRISPR. Talk about that. How do we feel about uh, that? Technology. I had to do a crash course on, on, on that, learn a little bit about that. 
Um, holiday shopping is upon us. We're going to talk a little bit about that, how that has changed. Um, we're talking about fears and phobias since it's October. You know, um, what else we got? Just some other stuff. Puerto Rico's governor for Trump. Hmm. Interesting. And that's kind of shocking, you know, hearing all the rhetoric that he had to say about Puerto Rico that, you know, they still turning around and support him. But yeah, um, I guess we can roll into it, man. Um, the, the, the headline that really caught my eye was like that this right wing militia had an active plot to, uh, how do you say, kidnap a Michigan mayor. And it's no, very it ironic. Governor. I'm sorry, pardon me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pardon me. It was a, it was a governor. And it, it's, it's very funny because it's like Trump made the comments where he's saying like, yo, liberate Michigan, liberate yourselves or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I can only speculate. Like, does he know his rhetoric is going to be taken out of context? Or is he like so naive that he doesn't know that his words have such con- such grave consequences? Yeah. What do you think? Because it's like I- you have a group of, I, th- I think it was like 13 individuals that are implicated in this plot. Yeah. And they were going to so extreme as they wanted to blow up bridges to stop uh, re- response times from law enforcement. They wanted mm. to use arson, kidnap, murder, everything along those nature. And the FBI got this wind of this information because I guess they had the bright idea thinking that their neighbors would share their enthusiasm, their friends yeah. and, and neighbors. And they're like, nah, somebody reported that and it got shut down. And that's a great thing. But um, very ballsy. Yeah, I, I think it sets a precedent that all governors should be on alert, all mayors should be on alert, like politicians. You know, I think they should start wearing bulletproof vests, you know? And that is something to consider. Now, I've heard uh, other presidential candidates, not candidates, I'm sorry, other presidents, like they actually had pea coats with Kevlar on it, you know, for, uh, for some protection. But yeah. yeah. I, the way things are escalating and you're seeing the average citizen walking around with body armor and AR-15s, like, yeah, perhaps uh, some of these officials should consider wearing some, um, how do you say, PPE, combat uh, PPE. Yeah, um, I think it's sad, but it's it's America we live in on top of Rona times. Anything's possible, it seems like. So, um, I, like, I, I think I, I got to say this is just I find it. I don't want to say humorous and I don't want to say like because it's a real situ- it's a real serious situation. Yeah. When you think about it, it's like again, black people are fighting for civil rights, you know, mm-hmm. protesting and things have escalated. Let's keep it real. Yeah. But at the same time, what are these white nationalists, these white uh right wing militias so upset that they're willing to uh kidnap and murder public officials for? Is it because of Denny's? Is it what is it because of the lockdowns? Like, what what has them so perturbed that they would facilitate, uh, you know, this 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 form of terrorism? I don't know. I still trying to understand that. Like you said, well, FBI been saying this for years. That's the biggest threat to national security is domestic terrorism, white nationalism. No, FBI has been saying a lot of different opinions on what they think the biggest threat is. As I mentioned, Jay Racist, I mean, Jay Edgar Hoover was saying that (laughs) black unity was one of the biggest threats. And he he put a lot of energy into dismantling the Black Panthers, a little fuckery with Martin Luther King, and, Mm. you know, among other black leaders. 
but here you see it. And you know what I find it, it, it's, it's funny. It's like this event occurred and rather than the, the president condemn these uh, these groups, he had some words to say about the the governor saying like, oh, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems like it's um, these events are occurring and I think he, there's no way he does not know how much power he wields with his mouth, with his Twitter yeah. account. And it's like, there is a degree of negligence and I find that scary. And um, I don't know, bro. But right now we're just, uh, I'm just ranting on about wild events with this. Um, again, me personally, I, I would perceive the threat level has escalated a bit for public officials. And you know they should uh, act accordingly with security. But do you have any uh, additional remarks on this story? Nah, I think it's sad because they're public servants. They're doing a service for the citizens where they represent, where they live. So the fact that you have to worry about basically domestic terrorists killing you for doing your job or making the best decisions for your citizenry right. is horrible. Like. Who wants to get into politics if you know you're gonna die? <laughs> like, let's I be mean, real. You you gotta know there's a degree of risk associated with the job, and I just think in these times of COVID, these times of social unrest, that degree of risk has escalated a, a bit more, you know. Mm. And um, there's no shortage of these uh, militia type guys, so I dare say this is uh, I don't want to say the new normal. For, for mm. politics, that it's politics just got more dangerous, but that's that's what it appears to be. Yeah, man. Uh, what do you want to get into next? Um, we got a lot on the a lot on the rundown. So um, I don't know. Pick something from the segment board, man. I mean, you said uh, you got some questions as far as the presidential thing, and yeah. I do want to take yeah. a stab at that. We had the debates, the, the vice presidential debates, and I didn't get invited. Don't worry, it's not. <laughs> I'm not taking it. I'm not butthurt. I'm just saying I, I want to. I want a chance to, sit, to answer some questions and share my thoughts on uh, my administration. Okay, rapid question. Far away. All right. What would you do to fix healthcare? We're starting with healthcare. What would you do to fix healthcare under your administration? All right, cool. So there's two approaches that I would take for healthcare. While we have, we just have a new branch of military service, right? The Space Force. So that gives us what? The Air Force, the Army, the Navy. The Marines is kind of part of the Navy and then the Space Force. So let's just say we have five forces. Oh, of course, and, Coast Guard. Just throw that out there. Oh, and the Coast Guard. I'd be sleeping on, on y'all too, too, but much appreciated. But, cool. but anyways, as far as regarding healthcare, I think we need a force entirely just for healthcare. And that would have been very useful during this time of COVID, having them a, a an army of doctors and nurses on standby to de be deployed in different locations and you know further a deal deal with any type of pandemic that's occurring and also to, to to help out the people who cannot afford to get um how do you say private private coverage mm -hmm. um, again creating a force a a, a, a new force and then I, I want to say they wouldn't be military but they would operate similar to how the military is mm -hmm. and you know even have some volunteers have a reserve type of program their doctors could come in two weeks uh, out of the year, weekends and something like that. I don't know, but we need a force specifically for healthcare. Additionally, um, I would like to lower taxes. 
how would lowering taxes help uh, healthcare? Well, by lowering the income tax, it gives opportunity to raise regressive taxes on the things that'll kill you. So cigarettes, booze, alcohol, you know, all those things of those natures, and even, uh, you know, certain types of food, fast food, things like that, put a tax on that, and an, an aggressive, regressive tax. So the taxation tax coming in for that, throw it into a pool of money and give that to the people for healthcare. So by default, if you're eating healthy, you know, you, you, you've gotten yourself a tax break. Um, there's so much okay. more that could be done in healthcare. Did you mention about COVID or you? Or no, you that's not. Just... So okay. how, how would you handle COVID in your administration? What would you do? Um, we need more innovation with the testing. We covered it before 2019, how uh, I believe, what was the country that, I believe it was Ghana, that they, they, they found out that there were some fraudulent tests, some false positives with those mm -hmm. COVID tests. And me personally is like, I don't want to, right now I'm not trusting the healthcare community, particularly how they were uh, fudging the numbers for COVID and how they're having these false positives and even finding tests that had the virus in there as well. So. First thing first, we need a test that citizens can take anonymously because I do have some sort of phobia or fear that people who test positive could be dragged into concentration camps and shit. That's, that's no fun. We don't want to do that. But we need a test that citizens can take anonymously and also have it done by spitting into a cup, even blowing a snot rocket in there. But having, if something has to go into you to get tested, then that's wrong. So I think the first thing we can do is with that and then have that test readily available, get that data and then figure it out from there. As far as wearing masks, right now with the data that I am privy to, I say, listen, wear your mask if you want. Stay home if you're scared, you know, but at, at right now we can't cripple the economy um, with, with, with the data that, that we have and particularly on this, let's call it 0.1 fatality. Okay, well, you mentioned the economy, so how would you try to jumpstart the economy under your administration? Jumpstart the economy. Or, I know, provide growth or put confidence back in the economy. How about that? Okay, I I'll give you this. So right now, there's the stimulus package that was being presented, and I guess it got shut down by Trump. But And Trump mentioned something about he wanted to take that money and put it back into small businesses. Quite frankly, in my analysis of the initial stimulus package, the first one, the small businesses got a raw deal. You know, um, shutting down the economy crippled a lot of businesses that they will never come back from. So yeah. how would I jumpstart it? I would have a stimulus package and I want it short and sweet. No phone book bills where you're sliding in, uh, you know, your little secret bullshit like, let's focus on the people and small businesses. All the airlines and the people who are too big to fail, let them fail. Someone else will fill, um, you know, power vacuum. Something else will arise. But let's focus on getting money back into, uh, you know, the hands of the people and the small businesses. I think that All will right. boost the economy. Okay. Uh, next question. Under your administration, how would you handle police innovation? What would you do to innovate law enforcement? Oh, um, we we went over this uh, season one as well. Again. Every politician seems to be jumping on the body camera idea, which I'm, yeah, I'm all for technology, upgrade America. However, body cameras can be covered up deliberately 
or inadvertently. See how the mic is covering uh, my little badge right there? Yeah. And that's that's something that has to be taken into consideration. But still on the, how do you say, the concept of using technology, I think we need a third party injected into the law enforcement community just to shadow, like, okay, they're pulling up on someone, they're making a stop, a seizure, arrest. It needs to be documented, line for line. It has to be documented from a perspective that cannot be obstructed. And I think having that third party injected, let's say they're volunteers at first, and then eventually, you know, we, we can get a pay grade, start paying these people to do it. But having that injected into the community, I think it would mitigate so much uh, police brutality having that documentation. Um, real quick, what about qualified immunity? What about the police unions? Like, how do you feel about those things? What would you do to change that? Are you support qualified immunity? Now, um, we discussed at, in our security forces training about objective reasonableness and how you need to have that because officers are making split-second decisions. Yeah, you need to take that into consideration. We really do. But I'm going to tread on this carefully. Okay. If you're having qualified uh, immunity along with full disclosure of video evidence going hand by hand so you can watch it, play back, play, uh, you can watch the replay, mm -hmm. then I think the two could go hand in hand. Let's look at the Jacob, was it Jacob Blake? Yeah. Who uh, had the knife. So you could almost watch that unfold play by play because you had that third party and they're recording the footage. And from my perspective, that was not a uh, that was not a justified shooting. And um, in that particular case, no. But if the video evidence supports the testimony of the officer, then it's it's something. I'm not gonna be a politician and then just give you a gloss over answer. Mm -hmm. I, to, for me to answer that. I would need more uh, more research, more more data on okay. uh, the the community. But you had Fair. something else to mention besides that. Uh, police unions. How police do you unions. Yeah. I, again, right now I'm not prepared to, to speak on on that as I have little knowledge to the mechanics of how how they work. But okay. I would say this. I would say this. Uh, my microphone is slipping and sliding. But like <laughs> these these officers who are. Uh, are, are getting charged and they're finding that they are guilty it, it should be coming from their their pensions and if if not only and if an individual officer's pension cannot cover the, the restitution that's owed to the victim or the family of the victim then yeah in that case why not go at the might not allow the police unions to, to cover uh, cover that cost but that's that's all I can say on that okay so which I haven't heard much of, infrastructure. Under your administration, what would you do about America's crumbling aging infrastructure? Mm, well, I said this before, and we've been, it seems like you build a road one year and then you're building it again the next. And that seems rather redundant and wasteful. We discussed transportation as far as upgrading transportation, hyperloops, things of that nature. We need to think of new ways to travel. Rather than throwing countless billions at 
building over these roads and everything else so they could crumble and fall apart again. I'd rather throw those countless millions and billions at making hyperloops, at building up, uh, how do you say, our trains, our railroads, things of that nature, and, and investing into that. We also mentioned how it is easier to build a city, a clean green city from the ground up, rather than convert, imagine converting New York City with their aged piping from like the 1800s into, mm -hmm. you know, something that's, that's clean and green. That's a lot of hard work. So I think Americans should invest into building new cities, new mm -hmm. green cities, and then closer to some of their, uh, how do you say, legacy cities. And then, you know, uh, transfer some of that infrastructure like that. When your people are living closer together in these mega cities, you're lowering the carbon footprint. You know, mm -hmm. it's less greenhouse gases. Your food is being grown close to where you're eating. So you really don't have to depend too much on infrastructure when everything is there. And that's the objective. That's the approach I would push more in Upgrade America. Like I said, I'd rather spend countless billions on building a home for everyone who needs it than fixing some crumbly roads. But that's just me. Okay. Okay, so basically what I got is you would divert the funds more to building new and we're going to segue into the next section, which you already were touching on, which is transportation under your administration. How would you innovate transportation in the U.S.? Well, we discussed self-driving cars. They're coming. Ain't no stopping that. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's going to be a game changer for public transportation. Right now, public transportation, it, it kind of sucks. You get on the bus with like 100 different people. I'm exaggerating. It could be like 30. But then, you know, you're, you go to their stop and you wait and you wait and you wait. And it takes a long time to get a short distance. But I think with self-driving cars and the whole concept of ride sharing and, and everything else like that, I think it can be like, okay, this person is going somewhere. Boom, it drops them off, picks somebody else off, drops them off like a Uber type of public transportation type of system with self-driving cars and even cars with that uh, that have drivers. But I would like to see that less people in vehicles these times of COVID, you know, the, the notion of packing buses with, with people is just, is asinine. Like we need to use creativity, innovation to really radically reshape the way that we're doing things in America, upgrade America. All right, so I haven't heard this spoken about. Um, what would you do to help out the U.S., um, the United States farmers in agriculture? What would you do to innovate in agriculture? I haven't heard anybody I, talk about that. I, I can't tell. You, I can't tell you that, man. They might shoot me. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um, what I would really want to do all that Monsanto bullshit with the seeds, like oh, like we're genetically modifying the seeds and like. Now you can't, you can only use it once and then you're done and then you got to buy again. Yeah, I would dismantle all that. I'd be like, um, I would like to get more freedom, put more power back into the hands of, uh, you know, America's farmers. But there is a catch. It's only, I, I want to give you that power. I want to give you that freedom because there is no reason why we can't end, end hunger in America. And uh, I, I dare say uh, we, we need to call on the, on the farmers. Agricultural people to, to really help uh, to help do this, but it's a possibility in 2020. And again, like I said, empowering the farmers by by killing these these acts, these these laws or whatever that are, are preventing them from you know really harnessing their crops to mm -hmm. the fullest. Like that's 
that would be my first approach. Okay, and, uh, uh, I know. My, my, I can yeah. kill a cactus, so my green thumb is pretty brown, and <laughs> I, I would need some more experts, and, and I'd have to sit down with the farmers to really uh, hear about what they need. What's up, Lynn, and what's up, Zoe? Um, no Team Just Us said, help them maintain their land and stop letting them use chemicals in the products. And stop making organic food so damn pricey. <laughs> I, I agree on that. Yeah. And it's... I, I gotta do some research on hydroponics and on um, hydroponics and organic if it can be done because i told you uh, a big portion of my initiative is the push for the, the you know the indoor farms and mm -hmm. using that as a way to get some food to the people but um yeah man I, like i said i gotta sit down with more green thumb types i got you um okay what would you do about gun innovation under your administration how would you oh, handle man. okay cool so um i said it before and you know even now in these times of social unrest we really need to pay attention to this is like we're in a technological age we need to start leveraging technology to prevent shootings and things of that nature so by simply adding a chip a tracking device more or less into physically embedding it into the weapons like you can see track these things in real time and yeah it would suck if the federal government ever became tyrannical. They could see where every weapon is in America. And that's why I think that the custody of that system should lie in the hands of a private militia or an organization, not necessarily the NRA, but someone like that, like the NRA. Or a better example, something like the Federal Reserve, working closely with government, but external from it to manage that system. And, and again, it's like, our cell phones are already being trapped and cell phones aren't killing anyone but things guns I, I don't see why not it's a fair compromise because the the only other solution is where i i, I see a lot of the democrats and even republicans are, are leaning towards taking guns away and that's 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 not good oh yeah real quick no team just us was given an example of why he wants you want would want you to be more strict on the food standards he used to work at a chicken processing plant they used to use steroids on the chicken so and I guess steroids now, in them or what i have a question for for him now is it okay. is that because the demand the food demand was so high and we were not able to meet that demand because I, I do believe there's a lot of waste too. It's like, okay, so it's like we're we're giving the chickens steroids to make them grow faster, because, but at the same time, is, is it all being consumed? You think? Ah, uh, probably. I know I've seen. He said, "Fuck no." <laughs> so I, I guess that's. I, I agree because I think there's a lot of waste that's going on, yeah. and if that's the case, why why speed up the process just to throw it all away? But I yeah. want to give a shout out to Wingstop. Uh, I'm, I'm adding them to the list of places to never eat at again because oh man it was so disgusting like I spit it out of my mouth yesterday you like you could literally taste the steroids but um oh. I guess I should file my complaint with Rick Ross or, or uh -huh. with the boss oh nah just kidding but uh, uh no team just uh, said they use, they do use every part of the chicken so they do that's what he's doing. oh no 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 but I mean like as far as using the chicken i get that but i mean like when it gets shipped out 
Does it all get bought up? Does it all get eaten? Because I hear countless stories of farmers that are one mm -hmm. destroying their their crops, destroying their produce, and even uh you know grocery stores and stuff like that just throwing mad stuff away too. So I think is there's, a because of, there's a lot of is waste. It, is it more because of Rona or this happens anyway? Oh man, this is like prior to Rona. Mm. Like we are a wasteful nation, man. It's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Be, be 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 happy and, and and grateful and blessed we are in the times of abundance that we have so much that we don't know what to do with that we, that we throw it away these restaurants they throw countless food away you know and um I, I think we need to stop wasting and and repurpose well we'll get to that segment of the um thing but basically no team just us said now nah, to use every part of chicken they use the leftovers at the dog food plant okay so he said now nah, employees can buy from the plant a discount price but he's right about being wasteful so you are correct on that okay. all right so we're moving on to the next part um how would you innovate education nationwide for america under your administration man i already told you everything is going online if not an ipad i want i would want to have a tablet for every child uh, mm. Definitely institute some sort of tech skills if it's only HTML like we are becoming a technical society and just having that groundwork instituted from you know in the fundamentals of education is going to help kids uh, uh, a long shot in the future. Uh, anything else more emphasis and, and resources towards an online uh, curriculum. Okay. Okay. Oh, I want to add one more thing. Okay, go for it. Whole notion of oh, they went to a bad public school. They went to a good public school. Nah, I want that that curriculum to be published nationwide. Every kid can tune into it, and then you would have helper teachers that are helping kids process, you know, what's being done and validate that they're learning. Okay, what about what about like K through? What about toddlers? How would this apply for like the younger kids? Oh man, well. <laughs> Uh, let me see if I could pull uh, an answer out of my hat, but how would it apply to like toddlers and the younger people? Yeah, like K K through, let me see, I would say K through what, four or five, something like that? I, I hear countless stories about children that are using their parents' smartphones and things like that. I don't see why kids couldn't, uh, toddlers couldn't be taught their mm -hmm. ABCs, two plus two is four, on you know on, on tablets and smart things just to get that interaction and, and to get into an educational setting with the tablet okay um yeah it's still a work in progress no team just us was like well shit, i got a toddler bro like how are we teaching him you know younger kids a little different than once you start getting past like you know fourth fifth grade it's a little different so but, um, um, go ahead just thinking again, thinking outside of the box, COVID really uh, showed that we need to have something like that in place. Um, let's see. So we're going to talk about trade next. Trade, how would you improve or innovate trade under the Cameron Rod administration? Say, I, I, I missed that. You said trade what? Trade. How would you improve trade? Oh, trade. Yes. Like a murder hornet. Um, how would I improve trade? Really sit down with these tariffs and, uh, I'm sorry, sit down with these countries and discuss the tariffs and even, um, <laughs> sanctions. 
like we gotta be more open-minded and see like hey what works what do you produce the most what we produce the most and, and compromise just like you know um outside of government people trade they barter you know i i think this is something to consider but at the, another thing we have to consider as well is the emergence of 3d printers and how that is going to impact manufacturing and a lot of things that we would have to depend on in china we can just print and make domestically so again it's it's what do you have to offer what do we have to offer and negotiate as far as like penalizing other countries and everything like let's get money and let's let's push for prosperity okay um all right camera what how would your defense spending plan be under your administration i mean to sum it up that's <laughs> spending yeah. i mean um it's difficult to say if i would raise it or lower it but what i would cease or do my best to cease is to halt conventional military conflicts and divert more to mutwa meaning military operations other than war and with that it includes a lot of humanitarian efforts so i don't want to say oh i'm gonna lower the money i'm not gonna Ugh, get away i don't want to hit him because if i hit him these things i'm gonna be pissed but like burning <laughs> this little hornet over here but like again less money spent on bombs and tanks more money spent on humanitarian aid and i told you i'm not against using military force to save the elephants and wildcats so i would reshape the military into a smaller a leaner fitting a uh, specialized fighting force with more special operations and more intel and i'm confident with a surge of these type of forces that you would see less conventional war but you definitely we need to retain counterterrorism teams internationally mm -hmm. i i, I I, I fully agree on that. The budget for that would be to be determined. But mm -hmm. um, right now, on the current situation status, if it say go into office and things were similar to how they are right now, yeah, I could, I could decrease the military spending. If them aliens pop out of nowhere, then I gotta, I gotta <laughs> increase this attack. All right, so we're going to move to the next sector. Uh, next topic is jobs. How would you create jobs back in the U.S.? How do you get U.S. back to work, Americans back to work, even during Rona times? Wow, even during Rona times, implement social distancing as, as best as possible. And mm -hmm. um, I think you left. See you later. But, um, <laughs> I, I believe we have more data. Yep, he's back. Messing with, messing with nine. On your six. But um, and when we have more data on how the virus is really impacting, it, it can permit more to make better decisions on the economy. You know, and um, I, I, I can't just say, oh, I'm going to whip magic one and create more jobs. I think you know, as I mentioned, these these huge mega projects, building mega cities, that's going to put Americans back to work. That's going to create jobs. And right now, that's 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 what I got. Bro. Oh, J Love on IG said, "Who's your vice president? <laughs> Who's your VP?" Yo, not for nothing. I, it's it would most likely be Mr. Dayslayer over here. <laughs> it's me. So there you go. <laughs> um. 
Yeah, I know you like that power, girl. Anyway, I had to throw that in there. Um, so the next topic we're going to talk about is uh, climate change. How would you uh, handle climate change in the Cameron Rye administration? So how would I handle climate change in, in the Rye administration? Yeah. Um, we really need to pump more money into innovation and uh, harnessing, you know, uh, the energy that's free. And the biggest uh, source of that is the sun. And I, I think we need to think about it a different direction. Like, kids are very smart. These teenagers, these millennials that are coming are very smart. And they don't all have to go to MIT or anything else, else like that. But long mm -hmm. story short, let's just have a technology contest a million dollar cash prize for the first person to, for the best person who can come up with ways to harness energy from the sun from the wind and from all the other elements that's going to send you that's going to save you all the the cost that you would have to pay all these private firms and stuff to do it and i dare say you'd get some great results i've seen solar lasers that can burn at like 600 degrees fahrenheit that people are making on the internet and these are, are people with little, like, little experiences playing around, but giving some funding, some money, and some, uh, some initiatives. And uh, I have huge, humongous faith in American ingenuity. I'm very confident that we can take this whole solar, uh, clean energy to the next level. You know, just cool. taking it from a different angle. Well, uh, I know we do have different landscapes among uh, the U.S as far as renewable energy. Um, also, when we talked about um, waste from produce and like livestock and stuff like that, how would you integrate that into your environmental climate change plan? Yo, funny. Got Bob and Weed. Um, so you're saying as far as waste and stuff? Yeah, because we're talking about climate change. Well, all that stuff, that waste contributes to climate change, like more carbon dioxide, more carbon footprint, all that stuff. Because um, I just heard you mention solar. What about water? What about land conservation? What about, you know, um, other things yeah. like that nature? The air. Um, we are going to have to we're going to have to really gradually, mm -hmm. and again, you can't shock the system, but we have to gradually transition to how we're doing business, how we're living, you mm -hmm. know? And again, as I mentioned, if it, if it means like slowly building something new and, and integrating these concepts into uh, the foundation of, of these newer cities, these newer towns, then mm -hmm. that's something we got to do. But if we, we think that we can just keep doing what we're doing and uh, expect the same results, that's insanity. I dare mm -hmm. But um, um, No Team Just Us said he feels like air pollution and water is a start. You said air pollution is what? He said water and air pollution is the start, the areas you, he thinks you should start in. Absolutely. And I think with the air pollution, giving more incentives for electric cars for people mm -hmm. to purchase them and manufacture them is um i think that's the way but here's the thing we have to address that uh let's call it a 72 trillion dollar elephant in the room 
because that's mm-hmm. the estimate of how much gas we have left on the planet. And it's very difficult to walk away from, oh, we have the infrastructure set up to harness this, this gas, the harness is mm-hmm. this oil. And then it's just, it's, there's too many greedy people with power who are gonna say, yo, I will let everyone suffer and die before we, we, we waste a drop of this oil. So we have to figure out how we can um, deviate from that. And more cash incentives, like I said, to the manufacturers and also to the people to, to purchase these vehicles will have a significant effect on the air. So basically you're saying like as a whole, you would ask Americans to try to combat climate change as we innovate in their administration, like kind of be a part of the program. Yes. And here's another thing too, and it's very radical. And I'm again, I'm just theorizing. Like if there were a way that you could still burn the oil, still burn the gas, all these fossil fuels, cleanly underground in like a closed loop where that exhaust doesn't get into the air, then maybe we could do that. You're, you're going to have an energy loss because it's going to take energy just to, yeah, there's murder hornets and uh, pigeons coming all out here. But it's like you would lose some energy just to have it in that, in that, that loop, that closed system. But at the same time, we, we, we have to look for clean ways to salvage that, that oil and those resources. Because let's be real, no mm-hmm. one is walking away from $72 trillion, even if the sky is yellow and it's mm-hmm. raining acid. People are not going to walk away from that. All right. Um, next subject, um, foreign policy. How would your administration handle foreign policy? Oh, easy. Just put CJ today slayer in <laughs> Well, I'm very question. adamant about foreign policy. Huh? And um, <laughs> as far as like, I know they have like the G8s and G20s, but that's facilitated by a, another party. I would like to have a party with the world leaders. They come to my place, the White House, and know you, and we can really talk about our issues and, and, and how to compromise. Mm-hmm. But um, foreign policy, I can't give you no a one-liner uh, answers, CJ. It's, it's going to be a lot of listening to our allies and even listening to our enemies mm-hmm. and finding out what their grievances are, being up to date on it. Like, oh, this is why you're mad. Oh, we 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 can we can help with that. You know, but um, we, we have to take a different approach to, to foreign policy because it, at the end of the day, can all bite us in the butt. Like all the dirt that America has been doing throughout the, you know, her 200 year history can, can come back and bite us in the, in, the, in the butt, you know, but. I think I left my hearing aid in a drawer somewhere here. <laughs> Why, because we're in consensus? Yes. <laughs> I've, I've learned a lot from you and, you know, you're, you're great counsel. And as I mentioned, the two of us, like, in, in office, we could do great things for America and the world. But foreign policy, like I said, you had a lot of innovative ideas and simple story, simple answer, listening to some of yours and putting them into effect. All right. Uh, no team just us said to keep it all the way 100. I don't think it's fair how immigrants come over and live better than Americans, he think that shit need to change too. So I guess whatever incentives or, cause there's no, there, there are incentives for 
for certain groups to come over here to live and prosper versus Americans got to kind of fight out the mud a little bit. Oh, no doubt. And I, I hate to quote um, the right and saying America first, but I do believe we need to reprioritize that and make sure Americans, particularly black Americans, as we got uh, no reparations and uh, tend to get the short end of the stick, but we need to yeah. prioritize, you know, taking care of American citizens first. And, um, you know, upgrade America. Um, Zoe said, I guess appreciate it. Yeah, he, he touched on it, Zoe. He said, basically, we need to improve the conditions in America to where that's not a factor but also tweak how that works when immigrants come in. So that's what I got basically what you put down, right? Okay. Um, and the final topic, this is kind of broad, but just give, well, one of the final topics. Um, this, is, this is kind of broad. Domestic social relations. How would you innovate that in America? Domestic social relations. Yeah, because of the civil oh, unrest, the protests, all this kind of stuff. How would you, as president, um, try to quell that? And um... oh, okay, okay. I, now I'm now I'm interpreting all the fucked upness between the left and the right. Again, left, um, right, race, I all think that. an independent president would unify them, not in a good way. They just have someone, <laughs> uh, an independent candidate independent president to hate like they'd be like yo i hate cameron Rod too like but no i'm just kidding but um i think it's actually the opposite having an independent candidate would unify the parties because you would be taking bits and pieces from i got my directions messed up bits and pieces from the right bits and pieces of policy from the left and then merging them together and and having a combination of both you know, and I think it, it's almost like a compromise. You know, it's like, yeah, you can have abortion and you can have guns. You know, it's like because, you know, typically Republicans seem to be against abortion, but they're for guns. You know, but it's like taking different pieces from that. I, I think it would be a compromise. But at the same time, just we need to really remember about America. Like, it's not, and that's what I feel like right now. Like, while we are in America, mm -hmm. it's like people are living in different countries. You have your trump Ricans, and then you have your Bidenese, and it's like they're speaking different languages, different beliefs, different ethics, and things of that nature is so diversely divided. Yo, what's mm -hmm. up, Keith? My, my veteran, my army veteran buddy, thanks for watching. I pray you're well. But, um, again, <clears throat> we, we, we just really need to come together on that and I think it would be so radical it would be just again having an independent it would really push the brakes on everyone's reality be like whoa hold on the right did nah, doing it again all dyslexic the right didn't win the left didn't win like <laughs> somehow in the in the middle they we we found a compromise yeah um I'm being uh, optimistic I think that would that would help. Um, Zoe said, no team just uh, said, I hope he hold motherfuckers accountable. <laughs> oh, you, you fucking know it. You know it. Better believe it. You already know how we get down. Hands first, baby. He already knows. And like, the, the objective would be like to 
I don't want to say simplify government to eliminate redundancies, to eliminate fraud, to eliminate waste, you know, that that's in government. Like, essentially, yo, the biggest, a big task would be to actually audit the government itself and see where they're fucking up and where it can be, uh, where things can be innovated and improved. But yeah, as far as holding people accountable, better believe it. Uh, that's all I got. I appreciate your uh, conciseness, and I know we got to keep it moving because you out in yeah, Times Square filming. Um, let's talk about the vice president debate. What did you think? Um, it's typical dog and pony show. Mm-hmm. But um, it's just. <laughs> It's so difficult. Like again, if, if I wasn't running for for president myself, I'm I'm, I'm trying to think where would I stand? Who where, where would I polarize? Who would I polarize? Which side would I, I vibe with? And it's, it's just so hard. But mm-hmm. uh, again, I will. I, I'm really never pleased with these events, so uh, you're not gonna get much optimism from me. But I would like to hear your thoughts. I took a little. I, what I did was watched a. Um critique from like i think the uk or something just to get an outsider's perspective makes sense and they were basically like they said a bunch of nothing they said they are pretty much equal they are more civil um but they're they pretty much were both avoiding questions um obviously the fly made more of an impact on the fucking debate than anything but the one thing they did say is this is one this is the one time where the vice presidents matter because of both of the president's health concerns. Mm. Um, so I right. thought that was very insightful. Um, now, is there any biasism or bias for as far as like media coveraging on, on the debates, on the VP debates? Um, because if I hear it from Fox News, it's like, oh yeah, like, uh, you know, it's definitely the Republicans crushed it. But then you, you hear it from, you know, uh, another source, it's, it's vice versa. And it's, it's hard to take it objectively or to get an objective opinion. That's kind of why I went foreign with the um, critique of the debate, just to see what they think. I mean, I know they have an interest in it, too, because it affects their trade and relationship, whoever gets an office next. So but they they'll look at it from different eyes because they're not Americans. Um, Yeah. So Jay Love said, I guess Kamala is pretty to look at, kind of pretty to look at and easily. <laughs> I will be that. And yeah, and can easily distract people. Plus, she's black, so that she mentions that. And all I heard was the fly. Nothing about them, just the fly. <laughs> sure. you're, you're right. That is what became the meme and, and the punchline for Trump. It was stand back and stand by. For Pence, it's just like it's all types of memes with that fly on his head. And I do believe the Democrats have an work. official fly swatter. Yeah. Oh it was wow. Okay. It was. They said something about lies. They replaced lies with flies or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But um, it's, yeah. it's it, there. I, yeah. I, I suppose something else we could discuss if you, as far as uh, Trump declining the second debate, the remote one. Oh, I didn't know that. 
Yeah, yeah. I guess it's like, so the mayor of Miami was like, yo, don't come out. Yo, Ronald, what's up, bro? Thanks for watching, man. But the mayor of Miami was like, yo, Trump, don't come down here if you got that Rona. Keep that shit where you're at. And yeah. um, so I guess the, the moderator was going to go to the White House. Mm -hmm. Trump was going to be there doing his spot from there. Biden was going to be in Miami doing his. And then he, he said that he's not going to do that. But at the same time, he could change his mind, which he's entitled to. It's all yours, thank you. But I think um, I don't see what type of advantage you could get from not doing the debate. Like, even if it's virtual, even if it's remote, you want to be able to, to address your base, address the world, and, and show that you're the, the better candidate every chance you get. And he's mm -hmm. declining. Huh. Um, I think, I mean, it kind of makes sense at this point because I think the debate really hurt him, even though Biden acted more like Trump, but I still think it hurt him. Um, I would have to see the polling stats and facts on that, but I'm sure. Yeah, it, you think it, it, do you think he was hurt by his stand back and stand by comment? Or is this something like, because remember he tested positive uh, shortly after the debate. You think he may not have been at his full energy, his full capacity because of the illness at the time, and that may have impacted his performance as well? That ain't flying no more because of his well, irrational. I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just curious, speculating. No, no pun intended, but that's not flying anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, because that's their mascot now, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um as far as a VP debate, like I just wanted to watch what people thought of it more so than watch it itself this time because I'm like with you, I'm kind of disenchanted with the bullshit. Like nobody talks yeah, real. It goes so, right through me, and it's, it's sometimes it's nauseating. But I, let me ask you this: Did you did you hear any dog whistles from uh, from Pence, or is this a Trump characteristic? I think that's more of a Trump characteristic because Pence is more polished. He is a politician, so he knows what to say and what not to say. Mm. Ah, yeah, you're right. You're right, because uh, Pence has a, a, a reputable career. Indiana, I believe you. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I guess they're saying Trump didn't have no damn COVID. <laughs> I think that's what Zoe's trying to say. You don't think so? I don't know. I think I'm, he might. I'm, I'm ambivalent as well. Yeah. And you heard him talk about this uh <laughs> this new miracle drug or some shit. Yeah. And so that is a marketing capability. Like, yo, back from the dead, fresh as new. Try yeah. hydrochloric fuck. Yeah. Um, no team just us said I feel like <laughs> he only said that because the debate was trash. <laughs> I told well, you that. He, got, he, he said he got COVID because the debate was so awful. Uh, Jay Love said, nah, he ain't have COVID. So they both agree that Trump is putting on. You know he's a reality TV star. Um, and that really put it back into perspective. Someone posted a um, a clip where Trump was in the WWF. And he's yeah. one of the commentators or some shit like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is that guy in the White House. But I mean, it's uh, it's it's what to be expected. Um, debates are formalities, you know. But how would you change debates? How would I do it? 
Yeah, how would you change well, the bait? You you know how I feel about doing everything remote, things of that nature. I think there is a, a benefit for it because you could accommodate more people. For one, mm-hmm. I think you should, or that there should be an independent candidate debate. I mean, it'd be long as all hell because there's like over 700 of them. But I yeah. mean, like, there should be third parties from that and doing that online would be a bit easier. But at the same time, room for improvements. Oh, I, I'm a big fan of stealing your ideas, CJ. But okay. as you mentioned, town hall style, ensuring that there's no uh, prescripted answers because they have the questions. Like, I want all of them coming from left field, all curveballs thrown right at the nuts. Like, <laughs> I think that um, that would be the best way to, to manage the debates. Yeah, Jay Love said with the third part, yeah. I think the moderator should be. I think the moderators should be like either professors or somebody that's not, I guess, corporate and corporate media or something. I mean, I still want your average Joe to be able to throw some questions too. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm yeah. saying the moderator. I'm talking about the moderator, not so much because they'll oh, be filling okay, questions. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. And it's like, um, I didn't dig too deep on the moderator, but I wasn't quite sure on his political leanings. And yeah. let's be quite mm-hmm. frank, someone's always leaning one way or the other, and that Absolutely. is a bit of a, uh, it's, it's an advantage. And so, so uh, would you take out the moderator and just leave it with the town hall style questions and then just have a timer and a buzzer and then keep it moving like that? I would say, yeah. And even go to the point where you got to cut people's mics off if they're violating the, the rules. I'm with that. But the moderator would be there as a referee, more or less. But again, um, I think if you're cutting it, yo, you went over your time, shut up. Cut off, <laughs> next person, next person got it. Because it is, um, yo, let's be quite honest. The president of the United States, yo, that is a heavy title. And when you when you have that mantle, you may feel uh, you are entitled to you know, go longer than your 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 allotted time. But I think yeah. if it's, it's just like, yo, the system is designed to shut up. As soon as your two minutes is up, keep it moving. Um, let's get a little light real quick. So October right. brings out Halloween. So we can talk about this article I saw on Psychology Today. Um, seven phobias that make Halloween so spooky. Okay. So I'm gonna try to read these up. There's a difference between a fear and a phobia. I'm gonna break that down real quick. Fear is a natural emotional and biological response to danger or perceived threats. And phobia can develop a number of ways. Dramatic experiences. Um, phobias can also be learned through social and cultural influences when we're constantly surrounded by messages about our safety or the potential dangers around us. Oh, AKA wow. Black like America. you're saying that all this crap, like, for instance, terrorism and COVID and all that, getting bombarded with all that can create a phobia? Yes. Now, can people be born with phobias? Um, like, can you just come this- out the womb like, oh, like, oh my God, the womb was so awful. Like I hate cramped spaces now. Yeah. I don't I don't think so necessarily. I think a lot of like it goes to the phobia part, it's learned. Because you think 
kids are not really they don't know fear until you expose them to it to be honest i i got i got a um how you say some commentary from an expert okay okay so she's declining to come on the camera but she said it is possible for uh you can be born with focus Oh yeah. The mother experiences some traumatic. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that. You're right. My bad, first lady. Um, so you have um different phobias. I'm gonna run down is one is the fear of clowns. That's a popular one. I I I, I heard that. What is that called again? It's called cobraphobia. Yeah, it sounds like nothing to do with clowns. I know, right? Okay, so the next one is nectophobia, fear of the dark, which is okay. very common. Um, tapahopophobia, no, is it tapahophobia? That means the fear of being buried alive. The fear of being buried alive. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't like that one. That made me cry. Uh, <laughs> arachnophobia, fear of spiders. Yeah, Korea will bring that out. Oh There's man, listen. Nasty yeah. critters in, in the jungles out there, man. I've been bitten like three times in the last, I would say, five years, <laughs> every year, bro. I was like, man, yeah, where like, my Spider Man powers at? Before you came to Korea, because I was there before you, mm-hmm. and we were doing an exercise going up on the hill. So the LT was driving the deuce. Mm-hmm. He got bit in the neck by a spider or some sort of worm, and he lost vision for like a minute or two we almost died so we like oh, swerved shit. off the road but it was like yeah that accident or it was that near brush with death was near contributed to a you know to a spider bite so, oh yeah. hold on ig ig live signing out peace, peace out we drop on tuesday okay so now we keep going all right the other one is skeleton Skelephobia, fear of skeletons. Yeah, that's weird. Now, like, what would trigger that? Like, it's just like Halloween when pe- they're seeing the skeleton decorations. Yeah, I think it's so. It's not such a bad phobia. It's like you only see it like it's not like you see skeletons every day, you know? Yeah. Um, this other one, dan dantophobia, the fear of death. Dan danto? Yeah, it's like dantophobia. Dan- yeah, it's like th something or something. Right? Yeah, t h a n a. Okay. C-O, yeah, Banto. Um, what is this? Samhaniophobia, fear of Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I remember that was the last one on there. I'm like, well, that's not a bad, not a bad phobia. You only got to deal with it once a year. Yeah, so we wanted to talk about this and just be real. Like, some people have a hard time with this holiday. Just like, for example, I have a hard time with 4th of July. Not a big fan myself either. Like, let's uh, celebrate independence and give our all, all the veterans with PTSD like a night to remember. But, yeah. Um, um, so- this one particular holiday used to have me um, vigilant because it was a time where it was acceptable for people to go around with masks. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone can be masked up. You can walk into a bank, you know, with a freaking. Ronald Reagan mask on is not a big deal, you know, yeah. but like at the same time, a lot of crimes could be committed. And I heard like some, you always hear stories about terrorist teens and, and stuff doing pranks and mistress and mischief, not mistress, 
is in violence, you know, around that time. But uh, I don't know. I I haven't gone trick or treating like in ever. Hardcore Christian mother, not that she was never a fan of that. So like holiday is really not a big deal to me. What about you? Well, uh holidays i would say well growing up christmas was everything um um probably labor day growing up labor day christmas memorial day because of black bike um weekend in myrtle beach in south carolina no doubt um trying to think what else christmas was cool just because it's like we had that bundle of christmas and new year's they had a lot of yeah. time school so that was always something to look forward to and also yeah, pretty much. material crap but, well you know thanksgiving because i like to eat so yeah that's always my favorite turkey dressing looking yeah. forward to, to getting some of that this year <laughs> um, you mentioned about uh holiday shopping is on there yeah so let's let's dive into that real quick okay. um as we know, we're in 2020. Holiday shopping has changed. You got Cyber Monday, Prime it's Day from big. Amazon, Black Friday. You got all kind of shit going on. So I guess Prime Day is coming back. It's usually held in July, but I guess they're moving it to actually this week coming up, October 13th and the 14th. Okay. And they're saying that October now is the official start of holiday shopping now, which I can, based on my work now, I've noticed a lot of Christmas stuff already. Like, it's been so much Christmas stuff going. It's like rinse and repeat, man, and prime you for the next corporate holiday. I see that. Yeah. I see a lot of that. But um, it makes sense because Christmas can set you back. You know, I think this year I'm just 3D printing people gifts like okay. yeah. here you go he's lying he's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you can print, print man different stuff but yeah i think that's what i'm gonna do but i'm not getting bankrupt for christmas i'm just saying starting it early would permit rather than like okay now i gotta fuck up my checks for november and december why not take a little slither from october you know get get it in early get on some of them deals so Unless you're you so you're saying it's more of a positive thing than um, a negative thing. I'm always looking for a silver lining, but it is evidence that we are getting more corporate, more greedier that they're like, yo, it's June, roll out the Christmas stuff, <laughs> you know? But um, that's, that's just how it is. And, and uh, you know, as, as we're gonna progress, it's gonna be more commercialized and, you know, back to back holidays. At the same time, I want more holidays, one to yeah, boost talk- retail, and for uh, people to have more time off to spend with loved ones and yeah. family. Um, I think I'm, I'm torn on it. I get what you're saying. I'm torn on the fact that it's like, damn, we can't even get through a season without we already we didn't even get the Halloween yet. Like we already talking about Christmas shit. Like it's yeah, killing. Um, I think it's just more hyper consumerism. Hyper consumerism. Now, how would you define that? I would say just pushing consume, 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 because we're already a nation of consumers. Yes, so I, I think it's just, yeah. I would just say you just add a steroids to it, basically. Um, I do remember listening to some families would buy in October. They would already 
buy everything for Christmas like in October. Like back in the day through growing up or whatever, they would plan that so they wouldn't get hit with everything during and the like, It's probably gonna be some feedback from these bells going off. Okay. But again, if the deals are right, if you can, um, cause my understanding is like a lot of these stores are liquidating their, their current years like goods and stuff like that mm-hmm. to clear their inventory for, you know, for 2021. So if you can get some good deals on some decent stuff, why not? But, um, you know, man, it's, <laughs> we are hyper consumerism. That's, that just seems to be where it's at. But, um, <sighs> must we be so materialistic? I know. I think Rona has shown me to be less materialistic, to be honest. Real? You think yeah. Because so? yeah, it's, like, it's like people are, because of Rona, it's like you would want more material crap, particularly electronics and all that stuff in your home because you don't have the world and, and everything to go out to. Like movie theaters are shut down. Oh, Got to buy a, a surround sound home theater. You mm-hmm. know, I don't know. Everything is changing. But, you know, if that's that's the nature of the beast, you got to roll with it, metamorph with it. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about Rihanna's uh, fashion show faux pas real quick. I really don't have too much intel on that. Can you uh, give us a synopsis? Okay. So basically, Rihanna had a fashion show for her lingerie underwear line. Um, mm-hmm. From what I understand, it's doing quite well. And on top of that, Victoria's Secret went out of business. So I find that pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, you're right. They did go out of business. Yeah. So she made a careless all mistake. All those uh, $80 thongs and stuff, man. Say again? I said, it's all, it's all those $80 thongs and stuff. Like, somebody <laughs> won't buy that shit. So basically, yeah, she got yeah. in trouble. Not that much. I'm kidding. Uh, I get a she she got in trouble because there was a song in her show that had Islamic text in it. Yeah, yeah, kind of vaguely heard that, but what was the text referring to? Um, it was offensive see. to Muslim. Yeah, I guess you know it's disrespectful. So it was like if you guys don't know much about no, I'm trying to see if it had the actual lyrics on there. I don't think it did, but. Um, Rihanna apologized on IG and everything. Um, she, yeah, but somebody said that she did this before. She did something slick like this before, and I'm trying to find yeah. that part I'm, of it. Uh, man, I'm a bit slow, but I'm failing to see what she did wrong. Well, I guess they're saying she didn't properly vet the song to see if it was disrespectful to a certain group or religion. They're saying she wasn't on top of it as much as she should have Still been. Still not getting it. Like, what was it, what was said in Arabic? Or it doesn't. I'm looking for the actual lyrics that was offensive because it was. They said an online used text from the Hedith. I'm not really familiar with Islam like that. Okay. So Hadith. I guess that's very important. I would have to. I guess Google that or whatever. We probably have to do an episode on religion, too. I just thought about that. I think we may have to do a, uh, a deep dive on there. I would like to have my buddy come on, uh, Mario. He's hardcore, devout, Christian, and biblical scholar. You know, yeah. I, I would really like him on. But 
Yeah. So, I don't know. Again, I'm not seeing. Uh, I didn't gather anything on why people should be pissed off and offended, but um, I, I maybe I'm missing something. I don't know. Um, I can see why. I mean, if you, it's one of them things like, um, I don't know. I think it's just culturally not being aware of what you did wrong. I think it was that kind of misstep. Um, but what I will say about Rihanna, which I am impressed by, is how she was able to pivot from music to being an entrepreneur as far as fashion and makeup and all this stuff. I think that that's- is something I, I was very impressed about on, mm -hmm. on how she moved with that, particularly the makeup, the clothing line. And um, I forget what her net worth is right now, but it's actually pretty remarkable. Uh, how successful she's been. Yeah, and that, what I like about. Go ahead, first lady. Now, first lady said something or not? Uh, what do you? Did you add a comment? Okay. Now she says she's good. Now I like it too, also because um, it she shows she's more inclusionary compared to say Victoria's Secret. So she has mm, yes. Different weights, you know, all ethnicities, all sexualities, all that kind of stuff. So I think that's pretty cool. That's very progressive, and that's what we need more of. So shout out to Riri. You, you fucked up, but you apologize. I ain't mad at it. Um, <laughs> so I love me some Rihanna now that I'm older. I didn't like her when I was younger for some reason. Um, all right, let's talk about this gene editing. CRISPR wins the Nobel Peace Prize. How do you feel about that? And what is CRISPR in your? It's it's, inev it's inevitable. Mm -hmm. So my understanding is some um, CRISPR's been out for a while actually, but it's like it's the technology has the ability to slice molecules. Mm -hmm. So it's pretty fascinating because now human beings and we've we've had this ability for for quite some time, but we're altering the genetic code. You know, and that has so many implications. I was listening to another uh, podcast today about immortality and all these startups in Silicon Valley, Google throwing money into um, to, to all this because they're they're looking for the fountain of youth. But um, long story short is like having the ability to tinker with your DNA. You can turn certain things off, certain things on, and um, it's gonna have wild implications in, in the future meaning is like we talked about cyborgs and everything else like that how people are going to fuse with technology maybe have artificial hearts and, and things of that nature you're gonna have people doing that but now you're gonna have people who are like saying oh let me turn the aging gene off let me turn this gene off and, and things of something like that i do believe there's a chinese scientist he tinkered with these twins using the crispr technology and they were born immune to AIDS. Like, wow. what implications it will have on them in the future? Because we're in the we're in the infancy of this. It's like, yeah, you tinker with somebody's genes today. Granted, take into consideration, it took Mother Nature billions of years to, to perfect this. Uh, you know, the, the human condition, the human organism. Mm -hmm. And here, little monkeys tinkering with, with little switches, like, okay, let me turn this on, turn this off, and then you gotta wait down the line and see how that's gonna affect, what 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 type of effects that's gonna have on people. Could it increase longevity? Sure. Mm -hmm. But um, 
again, it's exciting. It's, it's really cool, but you have to take into consideration billionaires are, are acquiring vast amount of wealth in one lifetime. When they start living two or three lifetimes, we have to consider the economic disparity and all that good stuff. But what are your thoughts, man? Um, I'm with you on that. I just worry about the other implications of the wealthy and the elite having access to this stuff yes. and not your everyday people. And then I also I always go back to Jurassic Park, the first one, with this stuff where Jeff Goldblum said, nature always finds a way. Like, I always think of that. That line always hits me when I read shit like this. I'm like, I understand the need to improve on technology for health, everything. Mm-hmm. But something about fucking with genes and stuff like that, I start getting a little like, eh, you playing creator shit. You know what I'm saying? It's inevitable. Like, there will be, and I hate to sound all like cryptic and stuff, there will be an end to humanity. And it's going to be some sort of hybrid, some genetically modified cyborg organism, you know? But what sucks, and now we have to be aware, is because we talk about this end of humanity is life expectancy is going up exponentially when you consider this technology, CRISPR, and other technology like that as well. But like for the average human being who can, uh, and you, you're talking about people who, who are struggling to get healthcare, not so much. And in this dystopian future where humans are rendered, the average human is rendered obsolete, but billionaires can live practically forever it's kind of um it's it's scary you know because it's um yeah you have this technology but who will have access to it you know and i find it i find it kind of ironic that they're winning a nobel peace prize for basically Mm -hmm. something that i feel like is ethically questionable to peace if you really think about it Oh, to, I I fully concur. <laughs> and I fully concur. Like, am I for using, you know, cloning uh, meat and organs? By all means. But when you're starting talking, tinkering with the genes of conscious individuals, again, it's inevitable that yeah. they're being rewarded for for it. So uh, such behaviors are going to increase and continue. And we can only figure out where it's going to go into the future. Yeah, but, and then um, to be fair, Obama won a Nobel Peace Prize, but he was droning folks. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's kind of countless strikes in Pakistan. Yeah, but like, I mean, it's, um, of... it's it's all a matter of perception. But they're saying like with all this CRISPR gene technology, it's like they can give you. So how they say they would make it like a virus, you would get injected with this virus, and it would essentially restructure your DNA or spread through your body restructuring your DNA and yeah. it's it's weird to hear these things and it's like we've already discussed the, the notion of viruses being tinkered to be weaponized and we are in the age where man can manipulate molecules and viruses and what's even more shocking I told you I was listening to this book called the, the future of violence Mm-hmm. It is becoming easier for the average person to do this. Like before you needed universities and all these labs and stuff like that. 
But when you're decentralizing, democratizing these technologies, the threat grows exponentially. And we're, we're, we're hitting this point. We're, yeah. we're hitting this point. It's, it's frightening. Brave new world, man. Um, all right, so you gotta be brave to live in this new world, bro. You do. Fuck it. We, you know, we up for it. Upgrade America. So we you up for this. Already know. Upgrade America all the way. Um, what else we got on here? A rare bird. I thought this was kind of cool. I like birds. Um, this rare bird is male on one side and female on another, and they don't what? know how it got that way. Now, is this just a species of bird or an individual bird? I think it's just an individual bird. Um, yeah, the lady said she had never seen nothing like that. A bird researcher or whatever. Um, let's see. So it's male and female. It says bird is very rare. It's called a. I'm about to butcher the hell out of this. A gynoandromorph found in many species of birds insects insects and crustaceans such as crabs and lobsters so what happens is this bird was likely a result of an unusual event where two sperm fertilize an egg that has two nuclei instead of one the egg can then develop male sex chromosomes on one side and female sex chromosomes on another ultimately leading to a bird with testes and other t male t uh, characteristics on one half of his body and ovaries and other female qualities on the other half. So basically like hermaphrodites and humans. I see. So they don't know if they behave more like birds, I mean, uh, males or females. So I think it's, it's, it's fascinating. I do find that fascinating. How I am in public, I do have to interject totally off the subject yeah my, i think my big battle as president would be a war on public smoking mm. um, i just think it is mad inconsiderate and it's like the government says they care about their health about your health but they let you buy cigarettes and then they let you smoke it in front of everybody killing everyone around you mm -hmm. you know you cancer in your own home go right ahead but um how this is permitted in public is is beyond me. I'm saying this right now because I'm choking on a uh, secondhand smoke that's being blown down wind into my face, but mm -hmm. it, it baffles me. It really does. And I would I raise an aggressive, relentless war against big tobacco because you said how would I help? Uh, how would I help healthcare in America? Shut them motherfuckers down. Pick up for <laughs> marijuana. Legalize that. But um, when you're looking at all the shit that's in there old 70 carcinogen chemicals and how how is that fucking legal these are the guys you're voting for these so-called evangelical these uh these benevolent motherfuckers are permitting that and it, it really pisses me off when i see like mothers walking with their children and blowing that shit down and the kids are choking on that that's some yeah. bullshit and you know I don't want to say punishable by death, but I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> on one right now. But please, uh, next topic. What about the Puerto Rico governor for Trump? How did you feel about that? I'm kind of shocked when you said I'm kind of shocked. I'm not really shocked. There's some sort of political deal that's going on with that. There's a lot of rhetoric, mm -hmm. you know, uh, with, with Trump. Was, is, he was bashing Puerto Rico. But whatever happened underneath the table, I, I can only speculate. 
Now, like, I She's remember there's a, big, there's a big, yeah, I could see that. There's a big endorsement for Goya before. Yeah. And I, I'm not too sure on there um, where it stands with, with, with that, but it's clearly political. But again, it's like, Dude, that's she's the figurehead of the state. Mm -hmm. Do the people really care? Do the people really think like that? Like that are in Puerto Rico? Like yeah, like Trump gives a fuck. He called the uh, he called it a shithole. He was like being real reluctant on sending aid. So it's like, yeah. are they gonna buy that or are they gonna be like, yo, we know what time it is? I don't know. Yeah, that's wild. Um, it's sad, man. Um. This another thing I always laugh about in politics is people vote against their own self-interest so much. Well, these um, Trumpers, a lot of these Trumpers vote against their own self-interest. They're like, they think because he's white and mm -hmm. he says some things that they like and agree with that they have similar interests. Like a billionaire has as much in common with you as a as a fish does with like. I don't know, an apricot, like it's, it's apples and cinder blocks and people <laughs> are voting against their, their own self and all these broke Trumpers like, yeah, like Trump, he, he, defend him delaying the stimulus check. I, I like to hear that. I, I like to hear, you know, the rhetoric on that, like, please, but it makes no sense. And but at the same time, uh, don't get it wrong, black people do it, too, with the whole uh, Democratic thing. I'm mm. curious to see if a crime bill 2021 emerges, you know, in the event that Biden and Harris take office. Because let's be real. It's like, yeah, a lot of people pissed off. Black Lives Matter. You know, they're doing their thing and shit is getting fucked up. Shit is getting mashed up. So mm -hmm. it's like um, someone's going to say, yo, y'all going to do something about this. Y'all going to do something about these these people running around the country mashing shit up. And I'm. I can only guess it would result in some sort of legislation targeting these protesters, these peaceful protesters and things of that nature. Will other uh, ethnicities, other people get swept up in that? Sure. Historically, and the fact really blows my mind. They're saying that Biden's legislation mm -hmm. increased incarceration with black males a thousand times, not a hundred, a thousand. Wow. But, um, yo, bro. Again, you know, we somebody probably pissed on the seat that I'm sitting in right now. You know, like being out in Times Square is a fun place to be. But um, we got any other uh, pressing stories that we can we can hit before we wrap this up? All right, hold on, let me check. Um, I guess justice for Meg Thee Stallion. Um, I'll let you touch on that one with pop culture. I'm just All curious. Right. What well, no, I, I'm not supposed to say what did she do for him to shoot him, but <laughs> I'm just curious what led to that altercation. I am too, and that still is murky. Um, rapper Tory Lanez, I would say musician. I don't really consider him no fucking rapper, but anyway. I don't know, like, um, I name one song he sings or rap. Like, I don't know who these people. Actually, are. that's a good question. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I guess he kind of whatever. Charged with felony assault in the Meg Thee Stallion shooting. They still don't have details of what happened, but he's saying he's getting charged with two felony accounts of assault with the semi-automatic firearm for carrying loaded in an unregistered firearm in a vehicle. If convicted, he can get 22 years and eight months in prison. Oh, wow. 
So yes. hopefully, hopefully she gets the justice she deserves. It's an unfortunate accident. I mean, uh, unfortunate situation, but also I would strongly urge women, especially black women to be very thoughtful on who they choose to procreate with and who they choose to be in a relationship with. Like you well, just gotta that. be careful. Well, I, could, I could go on and on about that, but I guess men uh, do the same dumbass things too. But um, she's a uh, very big advocate as far as for protecting women. She's speaking out against the injustice for Breonna Taylor. She actually, uh, you know, she was taking it straight to Cameron, whatever the fuck his name. No, his last name is Cameron. No relations. But, you know, again, um, I, I don't know what happened with that whole the domestics between, between them. Mm-hmm. It sucks. Like, why would... Uh, why would you do that shit like on the streets? I guess you have your confrontations in, in the home, but like that that shit is uh I don't wanna say it's ungentlemanly, but <clears throat> Yeah, I think I, it happened I in the know, I, don't, I don't know how to look at that, man. And, like I, I really don't. And uh if I hope this is not he's not setting the precedent for these these little young rappers and, and wannabe thugs, like bust your gun at the enemy, not at your not at your lady. Yeah, and not at each other. My lady said that he thinks that she that he was scared of her. Maybe I maybe I can see that, but the the way it's seen is like she was somewhere and he jumped out of that car and busted at her. So if he was scared, he should have kept his ass moving and stayed the fuck away. I don't really know the situation. I just know that he's like five foot nothing and she's like six foot. You know. Well, either way, but again. Uh I'm trying to think. All right, what else we got? Real like, quick. Here, I, I, another thing I want to emphasize before we change the subject is like when you get caught up in some domestic violence, one, even if no firearms are involved, you cannot purchase firearms like ever. You lose yeah. that capability. Then when you shoot someone, it's even worse. So, like, yeah. don't don't leave that shit out of the domestics. But For yeah, that's all I got um, on that, man. What else we got on the agenda? Let's see. Um,. Oh, there was a hanging in Orlando recently. A black male, he was 23. Um, this was recent. Ooh, what's that? That we was- talked about that as far as like these states that are being flagged with that whole lynch warning and, and all that shit. We were putting uh, that alert out too. And again, uh, I, fuck that suicide shit. Oh yeah, black people are just committing suicide by trees. Fuck that. Um, be vigilant, stay strapped, and don't go anywhere alone. And if you don't yeah. got to be out after at, at night, like, yo, know, you you don't have to go to White Castle. It's not that serious. Like, if you don't got to be out at, at, at night, don't do it. At least yeah. don't do it alone. I I know the areas vaguely. I kind of know the area, and it's definitely a spot where you can get away with that because mm. it's kind of secluded and it's very industrial and. It was seems like it was very late. So it was like 2 a.m., 2.30 a.m., but they found his body at 3.45 a.m. Today, actually. It looks like- Wow, yeah, yeah, this is news for me. I did not know that. No, well, I guess it was the 9th, whenever the 9th was. So, um, yeah, my mom sent it to me. I didn't know what she was talking about. So I told my homie to keep his, you know, make sure they're good. Um, but um, yeah, the family against hey. the death penalty mm-hmm. when it comes to these hate crimes, this racist shit. 
you have uh, you don't deserve to live. Facts. You don't. And um, shit, I'd even waive the cruel and unusual punishment amendment <laughs> uh, for these bastards. But uh, again, race is just a silly thing to be uh, to be killing and torturing motherfuckers for. Um, and I think they they need the the hardest hammer of justice to fall on their nuts in their head. But again, uh, bro. Um, what what? No, nah, I'm just saying I, I gotta get ready to dip, man. Yeah, yeah, no, I was gonna say. Um, last fun thing is the Ford Bronco is coming out the 2020. Oh, yeah, that is tough. They look really cool. And they, yeah, go ahead. Oh no, no, I just seen some pictures of it, and I'm pretty excited that they brought that thing back too. Yeah. It's, uh, the legacy of OJ Simpson, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, the Ford Bronco. But since the new one is looking real wavy, it's, I would dare say it's competing with the Range Rover. Yeah, I like them. Um, that's all I got, man. We try to keep it a little light, mixed up today. Um, yeah, yeah, man. That's I think this, was, uh, this one was pretty light. I'm not angry. <laughs> I mean, I did go off on the cigarettes more, but I'm like, come on, man. You want to sit there and blow that shit in my face? Like, fuck out of here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah do you think, man? Um, again, happy, blessed. If you if you're alive, you're hearing our show, man. Like you are, you are blessed, you know. And if it sucks right now, guess what? Things could always be worse. But you know what? Upgrade America, because there's always room for improvement. Things can always be better. So, you got any closing remarks, bro? Uh, pro reparations. Let's get that shit popping. Yeah. Um, money, land, all that shit. Change laws. I want it all. Fuck that. Um, no studying. Just studying how you gonna pay it. That's that's what we need. I like um, that. I'm more action than uh, just you know, like you said, just theorizing. Let's get it done. Yeah. Made um, all that out. Upgrade America policy for the future. Take some notes. You. That's right. Yo, my battery's about to die too, bro. But yo, right. everybody, thanks for watching. Love the support. Love the feedback. And I uh, love working with, with uh, you, you know, people as well. They're, we're going to have y'all on the show in the near future. But y'all, swag available on the man. Again, live in New York City. Catch y'all on the next episode. Peace. Peace. Later, Facebook. Boom.